Welcome to Runners on Trail, the trail running podcast by mid-pack runners. For mid-pack runners, I'm Anthony. And I'm Thane. And in this episode, we're going to talk about kit, and especially the kit that we really wouldn't want to be without. And we're going to bring in some trail talk from the Western Supermare, Two Bays, Tough Ten. This is Runners on Trail, episode six. So welcome to Runners on Trail, the trail running podcast by Midpack Runners. For Midpack Runners. And this episode, we're going to do kit. Now, we were supposed to do fitness assessment. We were. But. I failed. You did. <laughs> and, and I guess I did too. Um, so not in actually the fitness assessment, Thane didn't fail doing that, um, that we might have done Th- at the moment. Thane failed to train enough to warrant spending the money to go and do a fitness test and he get the value indeed. out of it. Yeah. Um, and we're just getting into the season now. We've got Green Man coming up in a couple of weeks. And um, we've been talking about kit. And we thought we'd talk about some of the kit that we use that's a little bit different, maybe, or the, or the bits that you don't necessarily think about, and stuff that we would definitely not want to be without now with the experience we've got. Yeah, our top items, things we've spent a lot of time looking into and, and using and value them. Um, yeah, and some of the stuff that maybe um, you might not think about. Uh, so that's what we're going to do. We're going to start then. I, can I start? Absolutely. Right. I want to start. And I'm going to start with Ryman P20 suntan lotion. Yes. Now, you could say it's not really part of an ultra runner's kit, but mm. we ran Transvolcania last year. I know we go on about it a little bit, um, but it's in the Canary Islands. It's quite hot. The atmosphere is quite thin when you're up top of the mountains. You're going to get sunburn. Why is Ryman P20? the suntan lotion of choice for us. Why? I'll tell you why. Because we put it on at two o'clock in the morning. We ran the race, finishing at half six, half seven at night. And neither of us got the slightest bit burnt whatsoever, running in the heat of the Canary Island sun. Absolutely. And that's what it's designed for, isn't it? It's an all day, one application. Dries in um, into your skin really well. Um, I used it on Cotswold Way Century, not that it was as hot as Transvolcania, but nonetheless... Yeah, extremely good. That's what's amazing about it. I haven't found anything that's a one application lasts that long. They say it lasts, uh, I think, ten hours, but you know, for us, it clearly lasted a lot longer than that. Is it cheap? No, it's not. A bottle of it costs about twenty quid, but it lasts. Mm-hmm. It's a bit sticky when it goes on. You know, that's not brilliant, and I think it could stain white clothing a little bit, possibly. Possibly. But do you know what? Most of my trail running kit that's white is a bit grubby and is never yeah. going to come up clean again because you're running in it for 12 hours and that's what happens. What else could you use? You know, you can use loads of other suntan lotions, but I haven't found anything that you're not going to have to reapply. No. And that's the last thing you want to be doing mid-race. Yeah. It's what I plan to use on Spine Fusion is just to put that on once a day. Yeah. Basically, basically every aid station reapply that. They do uh, a load of different factors if you really wanted to try and get a bit of a suntan while you're running. Mm. But we use the Factor 50. Yeah, yeah, I'm not out there to get a suntan while I'm running. I'm there to protect my skin and make sure, hopefully, I don't end up with skin cancer or mm. get burnt and make it uncomfortable. And especially if you're doing a multi-day, the last thing you need to do is start day two oh, with God. sunburn. Oh, yeah, which will inevitably be on your shoulders or <laughs> your back if you're on Well, or, or just or just where, just where your shorts meet, your, yeah. Yeah, just on the edge of your shorts and your legs, yeah. just so they rub nicely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what you need. Um, yeah. I also found that once I'd sprayed it onto my body for Transvolcania, I then couldn't stick plasters over my nipples. Um, 
small technical, <laughs> small technical issues. issues that you get when you're uh, getting ready. So if you're going to spray on Ryman P20, put pluses on your nipples first. It's important. <laughs> Full of top tips. Top tips. On trail. So there you go. So my first go-to item when I'm ultra running is Ryman P20 suntan lotion. Cool. Excellent. Right. My first one is a very recent purchase. They are so pretty. They are, aren't they? It's Oakley. They're some Oakley sunglasses, but they are Oakley transition lens prescription sunglasses. And this is because I've got some long races coming up this year, in particular um, Spine Fusion, which is a multi-day one. And I've always had the problem, because I wear glasses and my prescriptions reasonably strong, is what do I do on long races? For short races, uh, I would use, I've got a a pair of sunglasses, actually, Oakley's as well, but um, I've had for many years, and I wear contact lenses underneath, and that's fine. But And for short races and and, and 50 milers, that's okay. But even on Cotswolds Way Century, um, after about 24 hours, my one of my contacts was drying out a lot and was starting to come out. And I had a real a bit of an issue trying to keep it in. On a multi-day event, how am I going to be able to manage my eyesight? I can't realistically, with 50 miles between aid stations, use contact lenses. And I also need to run through the day and the night. Now, clearly what I could do is I could have one set of prescription sunglasses and one pair of my normal glasses and use them depending on the light levels. But I really don't want to have the the hassle of having two sets of glasses with me when I've got limited space and constantly switching between them. So lots of investigation. And what I've come up with is what a lot of mountain bikers who need glasses wear. So they are prescription Oakley sunglasses, um, but they've got transition lenses. So at night time in low light, I will actually lose a slight tint to them. I will lose about five to 10 percent of the light. And they have got a kind of slight reflective coating on the front, making them look like sunglasses. But then, obviously, they go a lot darker when they're um, exposed to the uh, to the sunlight. So. I mean, you, you have got so almost Coke bottle thick, yeah, <laughs> you know, eyesight. But I'll tell you what, but, but these things are really light. Yeah, they and, are. And I've run with you uh, when you're running outside. I mean, you can see, you can't really see the, the tint to them now. You can slightly see the reflective coating. When we've run in low, because you've had them a couple of weeks, we've been training in the mornings. It, they look quite dark, but you've said that they're not dark at all. Not, you're actually running with they're them. Not too they, bad. they feel good. Even I know some people may look at me as being a bit of an idiot or something coming in at you know very late at night with something that looks like a little tint on the glasses. But uh, I think it's the right compromise. And I'm only losing five percent. I've run with them at night with head torches, and it's fine. You know, it's only five percent of that I'm losing. Um, which I think just to be able to have one pair of go-to glasses I can just stick on and just run wherever, whatever the conditions, for me, is a big hassle factor as being someone who wears glasses. And that kind of, that's now removed. Whenever I go running, I stick these on. It will work for me wherever. Uh, For me, a lot easier than wearing contact lenses. And so what's the cost of the Oakleys? Yes, they're not cheap. Um, These ones cost me, um, actually, my girlfriend got them for me, um, £400. But a decent pair of glasses is going to cost you 250 This is a combination of a good pair of glasses and sunglasses and I've not it's not just a trail running item I'll, I will use these sunglasses as sunglasses and um, do the lenses come out of those could, uh, yeah could you replace them absolutely so so a part of it is the fact that you know okay it's totally branded frames and stuff so like you know, it's 150 quid just for the frame so I can take out the prescription lens and put in a regular sunglass um, lens okay. and stuff like that so this it's you know it's versatile um, they're flak twos anyway for the people who are interested uh, not the XL just the standard size uh, and, and when you if you get them done you have a, you get 
Um, I've got to mind done at um, Vision Express. We get your eyes tested, and then depending on your prescription, they then say which ones in the range can accept your eyesight. Because obviously, as they kind of bend around the eyes and things, then depending on your prescription, that that um, glass can get uh, fairly thick in places. So they, like uh, a Coke bottle, like like mine. Um, Coke bottle. So, uh, but anyway, yeah, yeah. In fact, the wraparound ones, to be fair, are, are slightly better because um, you don't. It depends on. They'll get thinner you, on the outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, and if it's if they're flatter, anyway, technical stuff. Anyway, yeah. Glasses, people will know all that stuff. But anyway, yes, my item number one. Yeah, and and for you, it's that compromise because you don't like wearing your contacts as much, or they don't work for you over a longer time. Yeah. Of then combining that with keeping the sun out of your eyes which i don't like to do which i guess leads me on to my next item yes so i don't like wearing sunglasses when i run because i find that i sweat and drip on them and it's mm-hmm. it's not as pleasant so if i can get away with not wearing them there are times when you've just got to wear some eye covering if you're running somewhere and it's dusty you're going to need to wear some sort of eye covering you yeah. might as well wear sunglasses then i guess but i'd rather not and so i'd rather wear a sort of baseball cap to keep the sun out of my eyes, but also to stop my head from burning as well. And I think the best one on the market is the Innovate Race Elite cap. Why do I think it's the best cap on the market? One, it's really lightweight. Two, really vents beautifully off the top whilst protecting your head. But for me, the absolute brilliant thing is that the cap has got a black covering on the underside of the visor, even on the white cap. What difference does that make? Well, I know what difference it makes because I bought a Salomon cap that had the sort of built-in neck guard. Um, And it's really great for keeping the sun off your neck. But what I found was when I was running in bright conditions, especially in a a bright landscape, something like on La Palma, where the the sand's quite light when you're running, it's not a dark asphalt Mm -hmm. road, was that the sun bounces off the surface, was bouncing off the under peak of the cap and into my eyes and was really, really bright. The difference with the Innovate cap is that that black underside absorbs the sunlight and so I find I don't didn't need to wear sunglasses when I'm running, mm. which I think is absolutely great. It's also got two little grooves on the underside, and you can't see them or feel them, but basically the, the liquid runs down from oh, your hand and drips no, off two little bits. Yeah, um, yeah. So it doesn't actually run all down the whole way. There's, there's two little areas that it runs and drips from, I find, which is really quite clever. I don't know if that's just a manufacturing flaw in mine, but it works really well. And my wonderful wife, who's pretty good with a sewing machine, sewed me a neck piece to fit onto it so that I could cover my neck up when I go uh, on the long distances to stop my neck from burning. But for me, I just think it's really clever putting that black underpeak on their caps. And they do it with all the different colour ones. If you buy the black cap or the red cap or the white cap, they've all got this black underpeak. And I can really tell the difference between that and I'll throw you this one. You'll be able to tell if you put yeah. that on then no, put that one yeah, on. The light level is coming yeah. into your eyes. Is different. So we've got the kit here, by the Yeah, way. we've got two caps here. <laughs> the light levels is different yeah, yeah. into your eyes. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, yes, brilliant. Innovate. You guys are geniuses. <laughs> oh, genii? <laughs> genii, geniuses. This cap is amazing. And the other, one of the other advantages with that one, because I, I, when you wear a head torch on top, but sometimes you have to, with a white cap, with a white underside, it glows white. Absolutely. So I, end up, I end up turning... This one, which is the Salomon one, which is the one I've got, back to front. Yeah, whereas with but that the, one, you wouldn't need to. No, you don't need to. The, yeah, the, yeah. And you'll, in fact, you'll see that if you look at the picture of us at the beginning in Transylvania, you've got your cap on backwards, I've got mine on forwards yeah, yeah. because yeah. I didn't need to turn it backwards, and that worked brilliantly. So, yes, 
Innovate Race Elite cab, and they come in two different sizes, which means it actually fits you properly. Yeah, because I've got a small Swede. All oh, right, you might have convinced me on one of those. I might get one actually. But I've, I've got so I've got several caps. I've got I've got that other Salomon one you've got there, and I've got a Ron uh, a Ron Hill one, which has got a folding peak, which I quite like. Which is which all you can black, pack away really well. Which is yeah. So from running with it, and I take it off. I can literally it just the peak folds in half. So it goes down to a little square, and sometimes I wear that, and then if I'm just getting getting a bit hot, I take it off. I don't need to stow it anywhere. I've not got a whole peak to carry. I just carry it in my hand really easily. So I quite like that one. No, but I, I like that Capriol as well. And if they did one like that, in, a, in well. a white one with a black underside, <laughs> I'd be sold. Combine the features. Exactly. If they could make one with a built-in neck protector, that would save my wife having to sew bits of Velcro onto my cap. Yeah, so you want it removable as well, don't you? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so yeah. It's a piece, basically, you just need Velcro on the outside and a Velcro, yes. uh, a piece of cloth with Velcro on it. I mean, yeah. It's not difficult. No. And if they could do that, I think it would be, yeah, about as perfect as it could be. I mean, they're really not expensive. I think it costs 15 quid. Yeah. No. Okay. So, and, and if you buy them in a sale, which I've done, you get them from under, under a tenner. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, again, I, I'm not quite sure you could make it cheaper. Yeah. I, and as I said, it's, it's just a brilliant cap. So, still talking about headgear. Yes. Then the next thing you need to talk about is... The buff. The buff. The buff. World famous buff. So that would be my item number two. Um, I guess most people know what buffs are these days because they're sold in lots of stores and snow and rock and all kinds of places. But for those who don't know, it's kind of that tube of fabric um, that you can wear around your neck, around your head. And you can wear it as a bandana. You can wear it as a cap. You can wear it in lots of different ways. But I personally like the pirate cap. The pirate, yeah. Pirate, pirate style. Cool. There's just such a versatile piece of equipment. I always have at least one with me. Uh, I normally start off, would start running early in the morning, have it around my neck. Quite often that's where it stays, just to keep the chill off. Um, but then if it gets a bit chillier, you just kind of pull it up over your ears and over your head. Uh, you're on a trail, someone really cares what you look like. Uh, quite often I carry two with me, but they're equally good in cold, where you can put them up over your head, and also in the heat, when you're starting to, you know, you're starting to get wet and sweaty and things like that. And when you're not, if you don't want it on your head, you can just easily take it off, wrap it around your wrist. Yeah, just extremely versatile. And I think for spine fusion, I'm probably going to take like three of them. And then if it gets cold, you can just literally have one around my neck, pulled up, one over my head, put a couple of layers on and actually provide an awful lot of warmth. Uh, what do I like about the buff? It's so simple. Mm. The, you know, the simplicity is it's brilliant. It's just a thin tube of cotton. Yeah, elasticated cotton. Yeah, <laughs> I find them brilliant in the winter. You can turn it into a skull cap by pulling it over your head, twisting it, and then pulling the other half over yeah. for keeping your ears warm. But yeah. it's not so thick that your head gets really hot. Yeah. I, as you said, you can then put it onto your wrist to wipe the sweat out your eyes if you're too hot. You can have it around your neck to protect your neck. It's just really clever. Mm. And I don't think I've ever bought one. Uh, I've got them free from races. <laughs> so all, all the buffs I have, I've got free from different events. So, yeah, the, the, it's just brilliant. And whoever invented it, once again, you know, hats off to you. Or <laughs> buffs off to you. Uh, because it's just such a clever idea. And, you know, I hope you've made a lot of money from it because you sure deserve to. Well, I hope so because they deserve to. Uh, so, yes, buff, absolutely brilliant. And if you don't own one, then... I, 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 I can't see why I would ever take a beanie in yeah. you know, when you have to take a hat, which we've got to do for Thames Path. Mm. Why would I take a, a, a beanie when I can take a buff that's so much more versatile? Yeah, yeah. That, that meets all the needs. 
you know, when you're trying to run light, yeah. a bit of kit that can double up or treble up for different yeah. things has got to be the way ahead. Yeah. I, mean, I think for very long races, you might want, might have to take something more substantial. But for, for most ultras or day-long ultras, something that's 100 or lower, yep. you, you'd be fine. It's only if you're getting into real serious conditions that you think, well, yeah, sure. I, I, need a, I need a full-on. Yeah, if I was if I was doing spine, yeah, the I might want something yeah, yeah, warmer. Absolutely. Something oh, yeah, warmer. Yeah. yeah, buff. We salute you. Yeah. So the next item I'm going to choose, uh, which is sort of an obvious one, I guess, but I really did want to talk about it, is my race vest. Yeah. Uh, and specifically, my this one's mine. It's the Ultimate Direction AK 3.0. So it's an 11 and a half litre vest, mm-hmm. which is bladder compatible. Should you want it, what do I want to talk about it. You can see, faint and see the rest of your car. Yeah, this thing's been through the wars. Yeah, it's I've had it for two years, it's not let me down once, and I've not once regretted buying it. You can spend a lot of money on kit and wonder whether you should have bought it. This wasn't cheap, I seem mm. to remember it was about 120 quid, but it's just been absolutely fantastic, and I've not for one second mm. ever regretted buying it. Mm-hmm. So, what's great for me about this, if I start at the back. One main compartment at the back, which can hold a fair amount of gear. It certainly can hold my all of my waterproofs, plus a warm top, mm-hmm. uh, plus a few other bits and pieces. That part of the backpack, though, compresses down completely flat, should you want it to. There's also a couple of pockets on the back and a stuffed sack on the back, which I find is really great for sticking in a spare bottle and also a really thin Pertex jacket that I run with. So I can just rip it out and put it on if I need to. It doesn't need to be zipped away at all. Coming around to the front, and of course the beauty of a race vest, is almost the opposite of a rucksack. In a rucksack you want a compartment that's got a decent amount of space to put big things in. In a race vest you want lots and lots of little compartments so you you can find exactly what you want as quick as you can each time. So on the front of this it's got more, more pockets and you can shake a stick out. It really has. It's got... Three really big pockets uh, that are all zipped up, a couple of um, sort of stretchy pockets, in fact, three stretchy pockets, and then space for two 500 milliliter soft flasks. And then at the top, it's got yet again more space for uh, a few other pockets, one of which would hold, I'm pretty sure, a GPS maybe. And if not, certainly that side, I think, would definitely hold a GPS. So there's loads of space in this thing. It also comes with the Ultimate Direction soft flasks. Mm-hmm. Now, I love the Ultimate Direction soft flasks. They're the same as loads of other soft flasks, but the, one of the big difference UD make is that the feed port, the, the opening at the top is really wide. Mm-hmm. And I like to use a sort of mix of SIS powders and nun tablets to put into my bottles. And I take them along in little plastic bags yeah. in, in my race vest. And pouring those in to anything that's got a narrow neck is a real pain in the backside. Yeah. So the, the wide port on the top of the Ultimate Direction bottles, I think is really good. And they come with the vest. And the new screw tops on them are a lot easier than the old ones, aren't they? Yeah. So they've improved. It's a lot easier. They've definitely improved The old ones used to be a bit fiddly to, to, to screw on and off um, just because of the threading on them. But the new ones are much, much better. Yeah. And you do two bo- types of bottles. One's just got a normal top on it. The other one you can actually... Um, close it off or open it up so that it doesn't leak at all either Um, and we got ours from well I got mine from the uh, UK Ultra Running Store and they throw in a free UD bottle with with your purchase which is great yeah so you know two years in it's ripstop fabric it's starting to show its age and it's probably time for me to buy a new one UD have just released the Series 4s came out this week yeah 
you bought the Hard Rocker. I did. Which, which is was, sort of like a Series 3.5. Indeed, because they were trying out some of the features, and you can see that the bits at the back to size it, there's little cords that you pull with a kind of Z-fastening inside of it to pull the lower segment in. Um, it's, in it's been inherited from mine into the Series 4. Yeah. So... If you're going to be running trails on any distance, it's worth investing in a race vest. Because, as I said, the lots of little pockets make the stuff easier to get. You tend to be fairly balanced with weight front and back, yeah. which is really useful. We both prefer using bottles to hydration bladders, but most of these ones are hydration bladder compatible if you want them. Yeah, It's just, as I said, been a great bit of kit. Mm. I've never regretted buying it. And running with it just makes running easy. Yeah. So what have I got? I've got... As it happens, um, I use Ultimate Direction as well. I've had no complaints with them, so I've stuck with them. I think I've got three. I've got the PB 2.0, which had the hard flasks in. Yeah. Um, which at the time when they started doing them, I think Ultimate Direction were the first people to put the bottles on the front, uh, was revolutionary, but the soft flasks are much better. They are, but yeah, I think if you were going to be doing water. a big adventure, mm. um, but wanted to try and do something fast, like the Appalachian Trail, and you're doing stops, maybe, and you're sending bags ahead. You might want hard bottles because yeah. soft bottles are more fragile. Yeah. If you want something that was going to be resilient. Yeah, might be. So you got that. I had the. We think we had is it the, the SJ you got? SJ three dot zero. Yeah. Transvolcanic, which is a bit. Uh, which is smaller than this, about five yeah. liters. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's good. It's good for a yeah for a for a shorter or fifty mile kind of race where yeah. you don't need to take lots of kit. And then I've got the hard rocker, which I'll use for a hundred. Which is um, about thirteen and a half liters, 13, I think. Thirteen liters. Yeah. I'm hoping to use that one for spine fusion. So um, the new AK that they just bought out, the four point zero. This my AK three point zero is. 11.5 litres, the new AK is 13.2. Yes. So it's almost the same as the Hard Rocker. It is, yeah. But it's almost 100 grams lighter than this. It's lighter than the Hard wow, Rocker. That's crazy, isn't I it? I know. Um, I mean, they're so light anyway for what they are. What they I know, involved. you don't even feel you're wearing it. So what could be better? Well, they're not a cheap item. No. But then again, I think you're paying for a, an immense amount of design in that, and I don't mm. begrudge paying the money for it. Mm. They're, they're not fragile, but at the same time, they do wear out, and I don't know how you could make them tougher whilst at the same time keeping them light. But if they could, that would be great. Do you know what? Maybe just a variety of colours. Yeah, sometimes I mean, they do three. I think the new range have only got one, I think. Yeah, I mean, you know, it doesn't have to be about fashion, but at the same time, you know, a variety of colours isn't a bad thing. What I think is great is they do um, different fits for men and women. Yeah, We're not the same body shapes, and I think that's really good and intelligent design. The one thing I find sometimes is that the bottles sink down into the pack or yeah. pop out. Yeah, the tensioning the straps just right to make sure the bottles stay at the top of the the because yeah. the brilliant thing about the bottles is as you drink the water out of them, they they don't fill back up with air, so the liquid effectively stays at the top of the bottle. Yeah, so they, they, running, they don't run around, which is really clever. Bounce, they don't bounce, around. and that's brilliant innovation. So, but again, I just, and I've got used to doing it now and I can do it almost without thinking about it, get the tension mm. right. But it took a little bit of time for me to learn how to do that. And of course, it's not waterproof. Why would it be? I, I can understand why not, but you end up using lots of plastic bags to put my stuff in. Yeah. I mean, I, th I think that's probably the right compromise because if it was waterproof all the time, you'd end up with probably sweating on your back quite a bit. Probably. So, so it's easier just to, you know what, if you're doing a race, you need to keep something dry. Yeah. Bag it up. No, yeah, I agree. Plenty of very lightweight waterproof bagging solutions you can use um, so I think that bit's right but I agree well with the, 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 the soft flasks they do when you start to drink them they do sort of end up disappearing inside and I find when I tighten it up I end up with the hard top of the bottle 
kind of uncomfortably leaning into my chest in certain bits. Well, the bit I found is it, I found that they disappeared down if I tighten them too tight. You have to I have to loosen them and then they'll stay at the top. It's yeah. weird, but then you make them too loose and they pop out. So yeah. it's it's about learning your best, I guess, and getting it right. And yeah. So what the else? Only, the only other thing I say is that sometimes when you if, you just got to be aware that when you pull the soft flask out or flask, sometimes the the teat on top. If you pull it by that, the teat can literally come off yeah. and then you end up with a fountain of water and all your precious liquid flying out in front of your face. Well, it's, it's interesting, isn't quite, it? Because I bought... It's happened to you, I know. Yeah, well, I, and, uh, but I've got a medium vest. You, you tend to use a small. Yeah. But I can reach my bottles just by leaning my head forwards and lifting the vest slightly. Yeah. So I never take my bottles out of the vest. Yeah. They stay in the vest, whereas you struggle I to do s- that. I struggle. On, on the hard rock, I just about can. But on some of them, the, some of them they're slightly higher. But you can get an extending straw... Mm. that goes onto the bottles yeah. so that you don't have to take them out of the, of the vets. And I think if you don't have to take them out, nice, taking them in and out is the fiddliest bit. Yeah. Uh, and if you can get away with not doing that, that'd be great. Um, what could you use instead? Well, there's clearly, an, the Salomon are the other ones who really make, well, and then and Raid Light as well. Light, well, Raid Light make the ones that are done, that all people use for MDS, aren't they? Because they've got an extra pouch on the front, I yeah. seem to remember. And they do, yeah, kind of like waterproof covers integrated in them and stuff. And Innovate have got lots of packs yeah, as well. So there, there are have. like good kind of half a dozen or so makes. And I've, I've been tempted by the Salomon ones. They've got the, you know, it's all very stretchy, so it kind of hugs you. Yeah. But I'm not, I almost took the leap of faith in thinking, well, I'll give one of those a go. But I've, I've just stuck with the UD ones because they, they are great. Oh, and the other thing I was going to say was the, they've got really good, uh, pole straps on the front of the UD yeah. one that yeah. hold hold your race your running poles. So that's another great thing. There's a lot thing. that's happened in race vests in the last like five years or so. And progress has been quite quite rapid. So I mean, all of those brands are going to be pretty good, I think. Yeah. Um, to be fair, so. But we're not sponsored by anyone. <laughs> we're no, not trying to we're not sponsored it. by anyone. But Ultimate Direction are brilliant. <laughs> we just like the kit we use. Yeah, absolutely. So we've talked about soft flasks, and that brings us on to. Your next my item. item number three. My item number three is a catadine water filter that fits into the top of a soft flask. And um, so you take off the screw cap, you put this in, and basically it's a water filter for those bottles. So why have I bought this? I bought it for spine fusion. That's a 268 mile run. It's going to be in the summer, unlike the spine, which is the, the original spine, which is the winter race. This is the summer race. Uh, potentially 50 miles between aid stations. Water is going to be um, something I need to manage. Um, yes, the Pennine Way drops down into villages and bits and pieces, but I want something where I can actually be able to take on water whilst I'm on the course. And I, I, I've done it quite a lot in my past where you've just taken water from streams and stuff. And if you know what you're doing, that can be fine. But you know what? There's been a couple of occasions where I've taken water from a stream and I've got ill and I don't want to take that risk. So what I want to have is actually have a way of being able to take water from a stream, but have the confidence actually all those bugs and horrible nasty bits have been taken out. And one of the reasons I'm also doing it is because part of my strategy for spine fusion is to use a food technique, which is using Huel, which are those stuff that the cousins yeah, use. Does, yeah, does, yeah. So complete not, food. Yeah, not, not exclusively. What I, so this this is like a, a powdered um, food source, but it's a complete food. So it gives you 100% in a meal, gives you 100% of all your recommended dailies for everything. And it's a vegan based, but you need to add water to it and mix it up. So actually I'm going to have small packets of that dried powder 
and actually then put water into it and shake it up. So I've also got a stash flask, which is like a it's like a soft flask, but it's not for water, it's for food. So it's like you can put you can put things inside it. So anyway, I've been thinking quite long and hard about my food and fuel strategy for spine fusion and having this water filter will allow me to be able to take extra water whilst on the trail and also squeeze that into my stash bottle where I'll have fuel to rehydrate food as well. So I'm just trying to keep it light and trying to think what will work. And I've not used it for real, but you know, we've got trips out where we're going to go out for a weekend or certainly overnight, and I'm going to try all these things before spine fusion. And I've seen lots of people talk about, and um, Ethan Newby, the ginger runner, said it was one of those top five items of last a year. A filter that fits onto a soft flask. We've seen people filling up from streams, as you said, and it's just such a small thing to have in your bag. Yeah. But if you need that emergency fill, you just stick it on top. And effectively, it acts as a fil- it's a straw, effectively. Yeah. It's a filtering straw on the top of your bottle. And that's absolutely brilliant. And, yeah, I mean, they cost what? How much? Well, this one cost, I think, it was like £35. Yeah, 35 but... quid. Do you know what? I'd pay 35 quid to not have gastroenteritis. So Yeah, and, and ultimately on some races, and certainly if you're doing stuff in the world, not having water is life-threatening. Absolutely. So, and so I've got a, a really light pen as well which you like a straw a life straw you can use and that's only like 10 grams it's nothing and so if you're running in the wild um just have one of those in your backpack if you run out of water you can just go up to a puddle and start drinking out of it i mean that could be a lifesaver yeah absolutely um i was also looking at a, a trail shot microfilter which is one where you use a pump so you can pump it from one uh, into a stream well, into a bottle and, and that's it's just slightly heavier solution and i think that's the point you know what what's the alternative to doing this you could have one that you pump but it's going to weigh more mm. it's probably more of a pain than just if you if, especially if you're trying to keep pace and just scooping up your water bottle from a stream and putting the straw yeah. on top yeah and all of these things are compromises at some point yes weight versus something else and i think you know the the cathodine filter and there are others out there i'm sure is about as good a compromise as it gets between dirtying your actual bottle yeah but at the same time, then having the straw on top, it just seems a sensible way to me. Yeah. And as you say, it fits the, fits the standard UD bottle. Yeah, which uh, is in, and most other ones as well. So yeah. Most so, of them got the same neck size. Well, some of them well, are. There's that's still, true, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah there's yeah, still yeah, plenty yeah, with yeah, narrow yeah. neck sizes, yeah. and that's what I was saying earlier I don't like. But yes, you're right. There you go. So, no, a really good item, and um, I think I'm going to get one to stick in my pack uh, yeah. for use in some of the more wild running that we're doing. Yeah, definitely a good bit of kit. Having... A filter with you um, is a really useful item um, to take on extra fluid or for that emergency situation. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, why, why wouldn't you have one? Yeah. So the next item I'm going to talk about is moving a bit away from kit, maybe, and more into clothing. I've got a bamboo t-shirt that you've seen me wear on mm-hmm. one of the races, and I want to talk about that. Why do I like it? There's three things I like about the t-shirt. Four things. One, it was free. Um, like a lot of my kit, I got it uh, around the Royal Parks half marathon a few years ago, and it was the finishers t-shirt. So well done, Royal Parks, on giving out an amazing t-shirt at the end. So what's great about it? One, it's got raglan sleeves. What are raglan sleeves? Raglan sleeves are where the seam isn't on the top. It's, it's a separate bit of material that's sewed onto the body of the t-shirt to make the sleeve. And the, sle- and the seams, therefore, sit sort of on your chest and on your back rather than on your shoulder. And that's great when you're running with a pack because then it doesn't rub on the top. It could still rub on the seam on the front. So the next great thing about the t-shirt is it's got flat seams. Mm-hmm. So rather than being lumpy, it's so completely flat yeah. so that it doesn't rub on you. And the third bit is that it's made 
partially at least, from bamboo. And why is that great? Well, bamboo's got great antimicrobial properties, which means that you don't end up stinking too much. I also find it's really good at wicking away moisture, uh, feeling really lovely and lightweight. It always feels really fresh when I'm running in it. So it's just a t-shirt, right? Yeah. But, but I've, we've got so many t-shirts and I've run in so many t-shirts and most race t-shirts you get are fine. And do you know what? Most good races now will give you a good tech t-shirt when you finish mm-hmm. and that's great. But this one is the one I go back to every time because yeah. it feels great against my skin. It feels fresh the whole time. It never rubs or chafes. Mm. I think I, I always now look for t-shirts that have got raglan sleeves that are made of bamboo if I can and have got flat lock stitching. When I go, if I have to go and buy a t-shirt to make sure that I, it doesn't rub and it, and it feels good on the run. Yeah. No, it's good. I, I don't have one. I don't have a bamboo one. I've looked. I should probably get one. Um, but I mean, I used the, the, the Salomon shirt I used last year for Transylcania was really clever and was literally made out of one piece of fabric. Very mm. clever. No stitching anywhere. I don't know how they do that. Mm. Um, but it cost a fortune and I fell over and ripped it. So you know, this, this other t-shirt has been around for years and is still going strong. Mm. Uh, again, so that's where the compromise is, I guess. In It's a little bit heavy. It's a little bit yeah. heavier, but not so much that I really feel it. And yeah, it's absolutely fantastic. There are loads of great t-shirts out yeah, on the market. Yeah. But I guess the point here is you, we invest all this money in things like vests and Gucci glasses and other stuff like that. And then possibly we don't think too hard about what t-shirt we're going to wear for racing in. Yeah, yeah. And it's just as important yeah. uh, to make sure these things don't chafe and, and fit you right and do, do the right thing. For one. Cool. So don't forget, you can follow us on social media. We're on Twitter and Instagram at Runners on Trail. We're Runners on Trail on Snapchat. We are indeed. And of course, you can email us, runnersontrail at gmail.com. Next. What is next? What's next on my list? Next on my list is Splash Map. Splash Map. So what is Splash Map? It is effectively a fabric map. What they do is they take your trail maps, Harvey's maps in the UK, ordnance survey maps. You can specify or do your own design, select your area of choice, and effectively they can put that onto a fabric-based map. And that is really good. Uh, I have used it at the Cotswolds Way Century. I'm getting them for buying Fusion. So anyone where you actually, you know, a lot of trail races, you don't need a map. So I'm not going to get it for necessarily for Thames Path 100, although I might um, back up. But what it's really good is if you've got a normal map, you've got to fold it. And you you, you fold it, it comes, you know, quite often you can get them in a waterproof format, which is okay. But then you've got something rectangular. And we've talked about, you know, the effort that goes into the vest to make them nice and soft. Then you've got this hard rectangular, sharp edged thing invariably you're not going to carry it so you're then taking your pack on and off it can't fit into the front of the vest so it just becomes a cumbersome item but the fabric maps you can just roll you just you just hold them practically in one hand well you can hold them in one hand just fold them up and you can just literally almost roll it um, as you're moving um, in your hands you can just scrumple it up it's got because quite often although i started folding it at the start at the end i was just holding it like a kind of a ball of fabric and just rolling it around uh, in my hands and you don't need to worry about waterproofness. If you trip over on the mud, you can just dunk it in a stream, pick it up. You can even wear it as an item of clothing. So they do actually come as almost like buff. You have one that's like right around your neck. You can wear it sort of like, like a neckerchief. Yeah, a neckerchief around with it. Um, so it can actually become something that you can wear. 
having a map in that format I find is really useful. And it's so easy then just to stuff it in one of your front pockets of your race vest because it's a fabric. You just stick it in. The limitation I thought when I saw it, and it probably is a limitation, is that if you've got a normal paper map, mm-hmm. you can mark it with the trail and route you want mm-hmm. and then put it into a waterproof case mm-hmm. and that's then marked up. You can't really do that with a splash map. When you buy them, they give you a waterproof pen to actually mark on it what should come off in the washing machine. A waterproof pen that comes off in the washing machine? So That's clever. It's an, it's Sorry, it is it is a pen which will stay on pretty well in the rain, but actually when you wash it properly, it will come out. Well, that's very clever. There you go. So, yes. Um, so I, start, I think it's a really useful item for ones where you need to navigate. Spine fusion, I will need to navigate. Although the Pennine Way is marked, it's not robustly marked. Yeah, I, um, I, I've heard about, well, especially if it, if, the, you know, if it snows, you can't even see the path. Yeah. So certain bits are a bit, um, can be a bit treacherous. So you, you need a map backup. And yes, you've got GPS devices, but I, I, you know, I'm, I'm an orienteer by, um, from my youth. Yeah, so your nav's pretty, pretty good. But, but you need the map. Yes, you do. <laughs> um, no, I, I think they're great. I mean, we, we've picked them up before and they, they are fantastic. Not the cheapest thing in the world? No, it's about twice the price of a normal map. So what's it uh, coming at? Well, about £30. Yeah. But I think if you're going to do a big race and it's going to be a big race for you, it's worth having it. And especially as well, if if you've got some good trail running near you and you want mm. to have a map of that and you're going to use yeah. it over and over and over and over again, yeah. then it's, it's brilliant. I'm not buying hundreds of them. I'm just buying them for specific races yeah. um, where I know I'm going to need nav. And you know what? I don't want to carry a normal map. I want something a bit more. Uh, and they're also, I mean, and they're completely user-defined should you want them to be. Yeah. So an interesting point. So again, my um, planning for Spine Fusion, what I'm, what I'm looking at doing, and, and I don't know exactly, but I'm hoping Splash Maps, who are really good at communication, so I've, you know, I've sent emails, you know, I've been chatting to them before. Um, what I'm designing is my own topography type map for Spine Fusion. So this you is are like, such a geek. I know, I love it. So, so I spend a lot of time on, for the long races on Google Earth, pre-flying the route. In, 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 <laughs> in aircraft simulation mode if you don't know if you've not found that mode in Google Earth it's quite double cool. geek uh, under tools there's a, air, a kind of a flight simulator you can enter so I like flying over the routes and just try to get it in your head some of these routes are so long you can't just go out and just do a quick recce um, I don't have the time for it unfortunately but what I'm trying to get is a, a cutaway section of the whole route so so the profile is what the word I'm looking for and I'm marking on that profile where I can get water, where I can sleep, where the towns are. So and I want to actually, my plan is to put that, make that almost like a, a, a kind of a buff type thing. So I can just rotate it around my neck and I'm just kind of pull it out and I've got the profile of the route. There's some really good blogs. One guy has done a, a really detailed blog and he keeps adding to it over the years. I think it's something like Dartmoor, Dartmoor Dog runner or something but anyway he, he, he's made notes about oh there's a pipe here you know there's somewhere to get water there's all these kind of you I think what you here. should just do is get a morph suit made so it's just stuck <laughs> from the front <laughs> the whole time it's your face I want, I want a heads up on my glass I want a head up display on yeah. my glasses that'd be really cool okay so yeah splash maps great I didn't there's anything else out there I mean you could use a normal map clearly and put it into a map case but I think the benefits of, of splash maps are brilliant we've got around the bit of it not how do you mark your map on it without it coming yeah. off so that's yeah. good uh, and they're expensive, but worth it. I think that's the point. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I think it's worth it for, for 
the benefits it gives on races where you know where it's going to be important. So the last thing I want to talk about is again something I got for free um, at a race. <laughs> I know spot I spot the common thread. Spot the common thread for Anthony, and it's race number clips. So we did uh, the Salomon Trail Sunset Series yeah. in the summer. Trail run, yeah. And we right. got these little clips that you can use for your number. And I'm not quite sure how I can try and describe these, but basically you put a hole, you put four holes in the, in your in your race number, like you would if you're going to use safety pins. And then one part of the clip pushes through that. The other bit of the clip goes up inside your shirt. Yeah. And then you squeeze them together and twist it slightly, and they lock together yeah. without making a hole in your in your shirt. And so when you then take them off, there's no, there's a, there's, your shirt's a little bit dented, but once you've washed it, those disappear. Yes. Why is it great? Well, do you know what? I, I don't think I'm that unstable a bloke, but I've taken a few tumbles when I've been running. Mm. And if you go down flat on your face, what I find tends to happen is that the race number pulls on my T-shirt yeah. and, I, and I damage my T-shirt or you end up using safety pins and the holes in your T-shirt. Yes. And I know it's not a fashion parade, but I don't really like having holes in my T-shirt. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I'd rather they weren't there. And these things are so clever. It's yeah. such a simple idea. Mm. That's what I love about it. You can lock it onto your shirt. They also don't really come undone. I've never had one come undone yet. No. Whereas safety pins I found do come undone sometimes. Yeah. yeah. It's just, as I said, really simple idea. It's can, you buy, can you buy them? Or I don't know if you can buy them. They're just kind of throwing them away. Right? They were yeah. giving them to people at the start line. They were. I don't know if you can buy them or whether you can... Yeah, whether they whether Salomon actually sell them. I don't think they do. But whether other, any other companies sell them. The other thing that's great as well, I'll just throw it in there, is, is a race um, belt. The reason race belts are great, if you really use one of those, so you put your number onto a belt rather than putting it onto your oh, yeah, T-shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, of course, if you're layering up and layering down the whole time, you can make sure your race number's on the outside, which yeah. most race organisers are pretty good and don't expect your race number on the outside if you're putting coats and stuff on and off. But it still means you have to unzip your coat to show people your race number. And also, if you go past photographers, they don't see your race number, so you don't end up with your race photos. Yeah. So if you've got a race uh, belt on, it means you can just do that mm. I found that quite good as well but anyway getting back to these clips I just think they're really clever yeah and they're free which is also nice for me what else can you use well you could use safety pins mm. but as I've said you can end up ripping your shirt yeah, they, do, they holes. do tend to pull don't they yeah them. and, and uh, yeah it's just I said brilliant idea whoever come out with it yeah. gold star yeah. you know go to the top of the class for a day <laughs> um, I, I just think they're brilliant yeah Right. You cool. want to my, yeah, so my last item, my Salomon Trail shoes, I'm going to say. I've used a couple of brands, but they, they, those are the ones that fit my feet. And I really like them. I like the technology that's in them. So I've got various Salomon Trail shoes. Um, and I mean, there's, they've got make about 40 different types or so. Um, I've not counted them, but it's of that of that order. But uh, I, I like the, the Sense Pro 2, um, which is a good kind of middle distance ultra marathon shoe anything from kind of a marathon to 50 miles is quite good it's quite lightweight it's got a reasonable bit of grip it's normally for more drier trails so it's what i use for transvolcania so that's a, a popular shoe for me i've also uh the speed crosses are good for uk muddy conditions and they're a really popular shoe. you see a lot of those yeah. and those are the ones that it's the speed crosses that tend to end up um, in the local shops and stuff. It, yeah. you'll, you'll see them in any most towns and cities, you'll be able to get a pair. So I'm currently running in a pair of Sense Rides, Simon yeah. Sense Rides. They're, a fan, they're fantastic. I wanted them because they've got an 8mm drop, which is what I like. Mm. They're really nice and plush. 
my one criticism of them, and I think it works for you because you've got quite narrow feet, is they, the toe box in yeah. most salmon shoes doesn't seem to be very big. Yeah. Uh, and if there's anyone out there who knows of a 8mm drop plush trainer with a wide toe box, I'd love to hear about it. Yeah. Uh, I've used the Innovate Trail Talons. I had a few issues with those, and I'm not going to find anything else. Yeah. which is why I'm running it in the salons, which are brilliant, apart from the fact they rub my little toe on my right foot and I just want to need a little yeah. bit of a roomier toe box. Yeah, so, so I've got the Sense Pro 2s, I've got Speed Crosses, I've got for the 100 miles Sense Pro Max. You own more shoe, um, tra- salmon trail well, shoes. You can take out the shares. Yeah, <laughs> I've got a couple of their road shoes as well, Mantra 3s and another one. Yeah, and I, 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 what... What I like about them, they've got the sense fit technology inside them, which is like a glove. When you put your foot inside it, it's like a gusseted tongue on the inside. The tongue isn't just a tongue, it, it goes all the way around to the bottom of the shoe. So it really does feel kind, kind of like a glove when you put your feet in, especially on the speed crosses I found. It's like a really interesting experience. It really kind of holds your foot. Um, the, lacing, the lacing. The lacing system on Salomon shoes, is, I don't think it can be beaten. It's absolutely They must have brilliant. a patent out on it because I don't understand why everyone else isn't doing Which it. Which effectively, it's, it's like a drawstring. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That you can then and you can pull it tight, and then all the drawstring, the the toggle, and the rest of the string tucks up inside yeah. a little pouch on the front. It's brilliant. So there's no there's no ends to it. It's literally one kind of loop. It goes through the laces and it goes through a, a kind of a, a a small locking mechanism. Yeah. And you just pull it tight with one finger, pushing it pushing down on the on the locking mechanism it's like a small plastic piece, uh, and it and it just cinches it right down. And they so never good. they never comes undone. And then there's a little, what they call a garage at the top of the tongue, which you then tuck it all in. It's a bit of fabric. Yeah, but there's no, but yeah, but there's still the only ones that do it. I know. And, and, and therefore, there's nothing exposed for anything to catch. Whenever I've, I've, I've never had them come undone. Ever. No. Sometimes after I've run for a little bit, I just have to cinch it a little bit further. But normally I don't. No. Normally by the time I've walked around at the start, it's kind of, you know, might have loosened up a little bit. Yeah. It's just, it's just, so normally I do them up at the start of a, a race and ultra, and I never take them off. If, if occasionally I get a bit of grit in there, yeah, yes, okay, I'll take them off. Invariably, I don't, and they they stay, they go on, and they come off at the end. Yeah, and there's not there's not an issue. So look, um, you know, there's lots of lots of different ones to choose, lots of different um, varieties in the range to choose from. Yeah. It's because I know them. I guess it's you get dialed into. Sometimes you quite often you get dialed into a make, don't you? I understand. You know, people are really into innovates, or they're really into. Um, well, I mean, there's loads of different varieties, aren't there? Well, there's ultras and all, all Ultra, kinds of Yeah, exactly. Um, hokers. Hokers, that's the one I was thinking of, which I have had a pair, but didn't get on with. But it, 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 and everyone's feet's different, so you're going to have, you know, I'm not saying that one's better than that one, that one works better for me. Yeah, no, exactly. And I think the point is there's loads of different trail shoes. We, we've talked about proper shoe fitting before. I think the point is find the shoe that works for you. Yeah. We have found a couple of great websites, uh, Direct Running and Start Fitness, that effectively sell last season's shoes for less than half price. So, you know, most trail shoes come in at around the £100, £120 mark, yeah. you know, but you can pick them up on the, those websites for sort of 60, 50, 60, 70 quid, which is great. That's what I tend to do. Yeah. So sometimes I'll buy a pair at normal price but quite mostly I know what I want and you know what I don't mind the horror <laughs> I'm well beyond getting the colour I I like my colours to be a bit gaudy anyway so that's fine so quite often I'm picking up a trail shoe that's 120 quid uh, I'll get last year's colours for 60 quid and yeah. normally uh, there's there's one that's not been selling particularly well and you can pick it up really cheaply so yeah, that's what it, and I'm going to pick up a couple of extra pairs for spine fusion of, of sizes that I wouldn't normally wear because when your feet expand over long distances so I'm just going to go get a couple of pairs for 60 quid 
um, half a size or a size bigger than I would normally take. Okay. So there you go. That's kit. Little few things that maybe make you think about what you might take on your run or you might use on your next run. Hope you found it interesting and informative. So look, we've talked about kit, but of course, Runners on Trail is also about talking on the trails and talking to people while we're running. So we've just run the Western Supermare Two Bays Tough 10. Mm-hmm. And here's some recordings that we did while we were out running it. So here we are on the beach just before the start of the Western Supermare Tough 10. It's fairly cold. It's cold. <laughs> I've got my buff, my buff. Yeah. up around the top of my cap over my chin and ears and even I'm wearing a bike right now um, we've got gloves on, i got two t-shirts on as I said earlier Yeah, Fabian feels the cold more than I do it's quite cold, there's a man over there Fabian, you've seen this guy over here what is he wearing? have you seen it? hey, what's that? look, the guy there in the sort of orange and it's sort of like a tri-suit but it's got really, really short shorts on look. oh god <laughs> Anyway. It's like a lycra suit but with mini shorts on. So yeah. Well we start on the beach, don't we, for the first start on the beach. Two kilometers? Start on the beach, run out yes. onto the road a bit, up some, around well, sort of round this path over here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you run up here, down here, go up that ramp over there. Yeah. Round the bay. Yeah. Past this like uh, sort of a um, you know, uh, tidal filled lagoon. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then up some steps and then and that's the hill up over in the distance. So you, so you run out there, you can't you can't see the actual bay we're gonna yeah, run okay, out. That, the that's miles one. in the distance, the other bay is yeah, out yeah. behind this headland. Okay. Um, yeah. That'd be good. It's really good. I'm I'm looking forward to just starting and getting running. Yeah. I'm freeze to death. It's really multi-terrain. It's a really great course. Yeah. Um, It should be really good fun. Yeah. Gorgeous morning for you all. Hi, mate. Be the best you can be today, all right? Indeed. Have a good time. Thank you. Enjoy. Right. We're moving to the race direction. Start whistle. Right. There we are. Off to the beach, onto the promenade. Right, a little bit of woods. Gin and tonic, lovely. Later, Later. okay. All the way back along the beach. I'm trying to find, trying to find the harder bits to run. Harrison Desarbo divided by a hundred. <laughs> you know what, I might even negative split this. That'll be a first. Well done! 
in my dreams. <laughs> I'm not having a chariot so far, I'm at fire very went down this beach. <laughs> Thank you. To the right folks. Wet marshy bit. Going up the hill at the end of the rip. Well done. Yeah, thank you. Back. Well, apart from that bit. Alright, <laughs> oh, I've seen the five mile point. Yay! Back to the show. Coming down steps. Yeah. <laughs> Where's that nice, gentle, long downhill? Uh, I guess that would be two bays, nice ten or. It's a bit before that next day. Oh yeah, the second downhill. I hear it's a bit more runnable if a bit treacherous. Uh, <laughs> Thanks, mate. You're the best. Cheers! Alright, I'm along the seafront. Second day, back again. Uh, Ten k's just gone, so six and a half miles or so. Take it easy, I'm not fast. Should be faster than this at AM. I've not done the training. <laughs> you know what? That's a good. This is a good type of workout. Thank you. Thanks, Marshall. Oh, yeah, thank you, guys. Gin tonic, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just what what the doctor ordered. Thank you. Thank you. Keep going. Top of the first bit of the hill. I think there's more to go. Thank you, Marshalls. What about me? One six one. Thank you. I would pull my buff down to look cool, but it's too cold. Hey, I don't blame you a little bit. My race photos are always rubbish. <laughs> Nearly there. Well, I think, anyway. Oh. And I thought we were near the top. 
It's my favourite Thornbury runner again. <laughs> I'm just too lazy. <laughs> I'll put you on the podcast. <laughs> All right, cheers. Oh, that's right. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Well done, Thornbury. Well done, Oh no! My theory's blown! It's not supposed to work like that. Cheers, thank you. Is this the top? Woo! You've done it! Thank you. Thank you very much. Well done! That looks nice. Big dog. Uh, cheers. See the muddy bit. See, I was, I was getting my dirty trainers clean now. Muddy now. Whoa. Uh, I think that was a bit the race organiser having as a surprise to make sure there was some mud on the course because it's been quite dry. It got cold and dry the last few weeks. Anyway. Right, just coming up to the eight mile eight mile point. Thank you, medic, marshals, special breed, <laughs> dedication, Nice bit of trail. Oops. Cheers, thank you. Brilliant, thank you very much. Cheers. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Am I steep it here? Thank you. Cheers. Thank you. Nice gentle downhill bit now. You're fast. (laughs) Cheers, thank you. Thank you. Just getting up to nine miles. One mile left. How am I doing? One out of twenty-seven. So. <clears throat> Trying to increase my speed a bit. Coming to the end. Half a mile maybe. Not terrible at pace. Thank you. How'd you do? You've taken it easy. <laughs> well, it doesn't feel like it. It's just been keeping it steady, really. People ahead of you are going to put it like they were. How'd you do? Uh, 118.30. Oh, bloody hell, mate. That's awesome. 
Is there no medal or is that? Medal comes in the post. Oh, okay, awesome. Cheers, thank you. <laughs> I can't keep up with you on the downhill. <laughs> How was it then? All right, I mean, that run out on the track. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's tough. Yeah, it's very slight, well, slight headwind as well. It's kind of coming in at two o'clock. Yeah. How did you enjoy it? It was good. It's a nice course. Yeah, it's a nice course. Yeah, it was. Uh, it's really varied. Yeah, really different train. I mean, it's a really good, okay, race training run, you know, yeah, type thing. So I love mean, the fact that there was there's some there's really some very very good runners doing it. Yeah, it's good. Well done on your run. That was really good. Yeah, that was quite good. If I do, it's down. I came off the hill and I thought, right, it's bad. Run along there. I finished all this a long way away. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, I guess I went in with a minute and a half to spare, which is a fair amount. Yeah. Well, for the, for the 120, you're aiming for. Yeah. yeah. I mean, what was I? One, 135. Well, I said 130, yeah. 140, so. Yeah. You'll be proud of me, though. I didn't stop running all the way. Good. No, uh, no walking up hills. Well done. Lots of people runnable. were. Yeah. But, uh, it's definitely like, runnable. Yeah. The bit where, as you get up the hill and then you turn to the left and it gets really steep. Yeah. Which is about yeah. Like, oh, no, 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 yeah, no, 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 yeah, yeah. I thought, oh, I'm nearly at the top. And he's like, oh, no, no, it's a tough a bit. And then, does that, do you get, do you see the bit I meant where you run through the woods and then he yeah, sort of goes, yeah. it's right steep for yeah, about yeah. 10 metres. Yeah, it drops down. But that, the, the run down from there was really nice and solid. I yeah, mean, the, yeah. I said, I've done it in years where it's ankle deep, calf deep in God. mud. Yeah. So, no, that was very runnable, wasn't it? Yeah. A couple of people fly past me. Good season over, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. It's amazing, isn't it, how you kind of running past runners and backwards and forwards all the time. Yeah. That lady you're talking to at the end there, she was, I was kind of overtaking her and running back. And stuff. She would walk up the hill and then I'd run past and then she would bomb past me. Well done. Well done, guys. So there you go, 10 miles on sand, road and trails around Western Supermare and I had a great time. It was really nice. I didn't do a great time, didn't think I would, but uh, it's good to get out and uh, actually make a proper start to my, my training and my season. So. And, uh, you know, with a week to go before Green Man, that's yeah. what needs to be done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Really thanks to all those people who've started following us on Instagram since the Transvulcano episode. It's, yeah, loads of people are starting to follow us, which is great. Um, hopefully you're all subscribing to the podcast too. And we should say that actually the week after we released the Transvulcano podcast, they changed the start. They did. We talked about the start of Transvulcania, and Thane especially said how he thought it should be changed. We a didn't week. know how, but we, no. knew, we knew the problems were overcome. Yep. And a week after that, they changed the start. The power of podcasting. <laughs> Probably not. But Probably yeah. not us. But there you go. Uh, so as I said, thanks for listening. We'll be back in March when we'll have run the Green Man Ultra around Bristol. Yes, so that, yeah, we'll both have recorders with us. And uh, yeah, hopefully we'll be able to make an episode out of that. That's, that's a 45 miler. All the way around Bristol. Yep. 
And then in April, we're going to talk about motivation. Yes. Uh, so make sure you come listen to that one. It's both about motivation, how what keeps you running, but also why we run in the first place. Runners on trail.